0: to watch because it's it never gets too stressful
1: okay yeah (laughs) cool okay all right we'll have to check that out
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and look at that we are live hey everybody i know it's been a while it's been a crazy last 30 days or so but we are back this is spilling ink we are the show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry and we have a new book to talk about mr jd estrada (laughs) is back We've got great news. Tell us everything, but wait, everything. But, wait but wait, hold on. But wait, we do that. but wait, <laughs> but wait. <laughs> create, some suspense. create some suspense, but wait, there's more. <laughs> That's the guy in the infomercials. <laughs> there's always more. <laughs> but before we do that, we do need to pay homage to our wonderful and fabulous first sponsor of the evening. Yeah. You guys all know him and love him. And if you don't, you should, right? Good. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So now a quick word from Go Indie Now.
0: Hello, everybody. I am Joe Compton, and welcome to our channel, Go Indie Now. This is the place that celebrates indie artists and indie art, and we do so by producing several shows that either air on daily, weekly, monthly, or seasonal scheduling. And within those shows, we aim to educate and entertain you. If you're t- if you're an indie artist who's trying to figure out how to do this, this is the place you need to be. If you're an indie artist who's looking to promote and doesn't have any avenues and and is tired of the grind, this is the place to be. Because remember, it's always time
2: to go indie now. Absolutely. That, that's so
0: nice. He didn't invade the show tonight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he does need to do a new video. Yes, absolutely. We do need some new trailers or some new bumpers yeah. from our sponsors. We got to get uh, Rebecca to do a quick one for us too. Yeah, yes.
2: a live one, not yeah, you know, not just her, you know, banner.
1: <laughs> yes, so that we will be working on. But right now, uh, it's summer, which means everyone is kind of you know easing back Hot. a little, taking a break, <laughs> trying to yeah, not overheat, obviously. Yes. <laughs> so I would expect for everyone to see some new stuff for us come the fall season. So let's look at about after August timeframe. We'll do some uh, some new stuff with the show. We'll have some new fun things for you guys who are longtime fans and watchers. And, and we do appreciate those of you who had messaged us when we were gone last couple of weeks saying, you know, I'm hey, sorry. I missed the show. <laughs> and uh, when are you guys coming back? Mm-hmm. So we we absolutely love you guys. It's just been crazy. Kind of like how January was crazy and we kept losing hosts, <laughs> losing guests due yes. to COVID. Um, yep. So just bear with us. We love you, we miss you, and we will have lots more fun stuff for you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I've been in day job hell, so. <laughs>
1: So it's nice to be free of that for a little while (laughs) and back. (laughs) I I like this idea. Joshua Panteloresco says we need dancing in Joe's video. And I think that is a stellar idea.
0: He's got to do the TikTok. (laughs) Every time I see the videos on Instagram, I'm like, I just can't. I just can't. People go, Are you going to get a TikTok? And I'm like, No.
1: No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> double o banana would go bonkers on TikTok. I,
0: I posted a couple of double o bananas on on one occasion and didn't get traction. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling it." it <sighs> you, know, you know, when you go to to someplace and you feel like ah, this don't fit that, and I was
1: like, uh, nah. "It should fit." See, that's the weird thing with social media, and I think we touched on it last time you were on our show. Yeah, how it's it's always like chasing what is supposed to work chasing the algorithm chasing what those people on that that audience block would want and mm-hmm. it's it's a moving target we never seemed it to, to hit dead mm-hmm. on but then there are people who do and it's like oh what did you do yeah but
0: they, they, there's timing is that, everything yeah, yeah timing <laughs> is everything and there's people who who cater to what is popular and whatnot and you know i, I think the closest i've come to that is on booktube doing like popular tags and whatnot but I always did it because I found the tags interesting, not okay. because, oh, I want to grow my channel, so let me do these five tags, which are very popular, and I don't care, uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and also, I don't always get all bubbly when I'm on BookTube because, oh, hi, guys. Oh, my God, I just bought all these books that I'm not gonna read, <laughs> and, it, and this haul was so epic, and it's like, okay. no.
1: <laughs> but but you did something on the last show that you were on with us that I think you could probably really capitalize on. You remember what you did? You leaned in real close, and you were getting right in everyone's <laughs> face. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> no, we, we, we have to. We have. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll screw around with that. What I have been doing that uh, new that's been fun. Um, I have some ideas and some notes for uh, for a new video. Is Jerry the geriatric millennial? Because yes. I saw I saw that term, and I was like,
2: Yes. <laughs> yep. like,
0: ger, geriatric. I'm like. Screw you. I, I have friends who are who are 10, 15 and, you know, almost 20 years older and you see them and you go like, yeah, I, they're, you know, it's not old. And then they go like, oh, you're geriatric already. And I'm like, yeah, it's
2: <laughs> great. I could be considered geriatric. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, I am, I am much older than you guys. <laughs> the white hair should say that. Yeah, but I,
0: I also have white hairs and, and again if you have a bubbly personality and whatnot i think the, the you know the the power of words geriatric no matter in what and contra- context you put it it's gonna it's gonna feel negative it's yeah. gonna it's not gonna give it a good flavor
2: and like like after doing brian's DPP yoga yesterday i felt like a geriatric <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
0: Now, he's been killing it though.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing what he has been able to achieve. I'm my guns. I'm like, yes. oh. <laughs> I,
0: pity, I pity the fool who don't DDP.
1: He's got the inspirational story angle down pat now because he yes. has made such a drastic turnaround, and he is so good about talking about it and showing his results. Mm. I mean that 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 is. Needs to capitalize on that.
0: Yeah, uh, I, nah, he's doing it for the right reasons. I don't think right. he wants to make a, like a quick buck off it. No, uh, not not in we'll the,
1: the greed sense. Not in the greed sense. But you know how sometimes you fall into something because it was meant for you to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see him turning that into uh, something that not only helps other people but could also be his path for for career going forward. Right.
0: No, it, it absolutely. It's it's a demonstration of what it takes. If you want results, this is what you have to do. Was this fun? No. Was it easy? No. Was it a grind? Yeah. Were there plateaus? Yeah. And and you know he he's honest about uh, about his process, but
2: again, yeah.
0: l- look at the results and it's like, "Dude, so so happy for him."
2: Yes. <clears throat> mhm.
0: <laughs> and then we're going to see Jane with her guns.
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> i'm doing b shreds so <laughs> I've, I've lost some but not as so much as i want
1: <laughs> i gotta find the right workout program for me because I, I i tend to be one of those people who wants to get excited about a workout program and then i hate it and i'm like this is oh not i hate i it's hate it's everything <laughs> <laughs> i hate sit-ups <laughs> i hate push-ups but but it's got to be something that you've somewhat can can latch on to not necessarily enjoy because working out is not easy it's not meant to be fun Mm. but something that you can latch on to and really (laughs) stick with in order to maintain
0: oh but you know it can get enjoyable i i haven't gone to the gym in a long time because i don't trust people in georgia
2: (laughs) i'm
0: I'm not gonna use a mask
2: it's not Ah! not rocking you're
0: you're awesome um what can I say people are people are special
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes they are
0: <laughs> um, but uh, you, you get into a rhythm and at least you know when I the thing is that on one occasion I started working out and I was like oh, I can lift heavier and whatnot and so not like I was I was uh, like pumping like huge but I was doing bicep curls with like 30 30 pound weights and stuff like that and I would, mm-hmm. was doing my sets and I was like yeah I don't think I, I, I don't think it's too much. And then I saw myself in a picture next to my brother, and I understood why. When I went surfing, I felt like crap. I was like, "Yeah, this is not me." Uh, and and people were like, "Dude, you're like bigger," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not bigger." And again, it's not like I was like Nicholas Cage in The Kiss of Death or something like that, yeah. or ripped or anything. But because normally I, this is like like my my mo. Um, maybe a little lighter maybe a little heavier but you know normally yeah. this is the range i was like 190 and a part of it was like uh oh, beer uh but part <laughs> of it was muscle what was muscle,
2: muscle uh, yes. yeah i, and, want muscles, and, and, too.
0: <laughs> I noticed it in the shirts and i was like ah oh, shit, I, I can't i can't keep doing this and again it wasn't, it wasn't the fashion. It wasn't, if I had to change my wardrobe, that would have been a huge thing. I was like, yeah, I got to stop this. No, it's when I went surfing that I felt like, you know, this clunky,
1: uh, anything. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm with, the, with <laughs> I our enough. commenter, Gabriella. Yeah. swimming. That, that yeah. used to be my workout of choice. I, I was a competitive swimmer way back in another lifetime. And, I was probably in the best shape I was ever in because I was swimming every day and swimming is a good full body workout so I need to get back into swimming again
0: yeah and it'll help you cool off from all the heat oh my god
1: (laughs) come to to Maine come to the lower than 50
2: degree water and see how fast you could swim (laughs) Um. it's too
1: dang hot here in the desert (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. No, the, I went, the water's I took cold. Took my
1: dog out at midnight for her walk last night. Ooh,
2: just to, to to not die. Not and to make heat. sure
1: that her paws didn't burn <clears throat> yeah, because yeah.
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. Know,
1: even when the sun goes down, that concrete is still hot. Yeah. And I see people walking their dogs in the middle of the day and I'm like, "Oh my god, that poor puppy." I'm,
2: I'm,
1: no, no. I, I
0: think we've no. established that people don't always think.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, yep. so we're way We're off, way topic. off the topic.
1: That's did, okay, though.
0: Did you expect anything else? No, no. no
1: that, is, that is part of our charm. Yes.
0: We spilled <laughs> the ink.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> everywhere. Instead of the tea, it's the ink. So there we go. <laughs> but speaking of spilling the ink, I want to hear about the new book that you just published with all the beautiful poetry and that gorgeous cover. So yeah.
0: um, I, I've been keeping a tradition for about seven years of publishing something on Mother's Day. And th- this year wasn't going to be an exception. Last year, I published this, which was also poetry. But it's different approaches. Yeah. What is this? This is the first wave of poetry, which is chunky, And Woo-hoo. it includes my, my first five uh, poetry collections. Um, and also the poetry I included in 2020, the English poetry I included in 2020, which is my bilingual collection. The po- and the poetry I included in the back of the daydreams on the Sherbert shore, which is my middle grade short story collection. And I mm-hmm. wanted to do poems that were like more whimsical and stuff like that. And I was like, when I go to a convention, it's gonna be impossible to have all these books. So basically I have all, all of that here. Okay. Um and this is the first book of the second wave. And huh. if you turn on the news any any place, I, I told Anita this earlier because I was on on her show. Mm-hmm. Uh the news is, is a bit negative, a bit <laughs> it's a it's a bit heavy. <laughs> Something about about a virus and politics, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um and and everyone's like looking for a fight and it was like, ah, oh, fight me. And I'm like, mute.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: beyond muting, I wanted to, to write something positive in that that was like, I, I describe it as a hug in a book. Oh,
2: so like
0: 88 new poems um, across a variety of styles. Some rhyme, some are free verse. There's one about Bob Ross. Um, there's one that I, th- actually the first poem of this collection, um, was because a cousin of mine, her partner of 12, 15 years, uh, he passed away and she's like, can I use one of your poems for, for his wake? And I'm like, can I write you a poem for the wake? Cause using something and repurposing it, it it's nice, but it, right, it, it feels wrong. So I sat down, um, gave, gave a think, gave a write. S- and sent her a picture and she was like wow what what is this um I, how can i how can i thank you and and it was like what what she needed and i wanted this collection to have like different types of poems that are uplifting have some hopes have some joy are silly make you smile in different ways you know again everything's so heavy that i wanted to do something different and also i wanted it to look like a mother's day present hence the cover
2: a pretty cover.
1: Yeah, that that's an, awesome, that's
2: an awesome, you know, idea too.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we we do need something lighthearted, something positive. We need to um, work on changing the narrative because it has been overwhelmingly just heavy.
0: Mm-hmm. It, you know, and everything's so heavy that I I want to switch it up. So. You know that's that's one of the things that I'm doing. Out of this, I already have like six poems for the next positive poetry collection. I don't know what I'm gonna title it, but mm-hmm. I was like, I think we need more of this, so why not? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on twenty twenty. is my bilingual collection. So basically, I'm taking the English part and I'm mm-hmm. translating it to Spanish to have twenty uh, twenty, and I'm translating the Spanish part to English so I can have twenty twenty, and I'm gonna include a new piece for for each one. Um, for that, the new piece will probably follow this vein. It'll probably be a multimedia thing It'll because I include essays, short stories, and poetry, and I wanna combine that into one piece for each edition to make it worthwhile because I'm not gonna include the bilingual poem because it defeats the purpose. Um, so I'm doing that, but I'm also working on two non-fictions, one in English, one in Spanish, Uh, The Spanish one is very Puerto Rican. It's Puerto Rican motivation. And the English one um, is learning to say cheers. Uh, People know me. They know I say cheers, mamastada. I'm doing a book basically about that. Because again, I think we need a little bit of more stuff on the positive spectrum. Um, I'm also going to be working on middle grade stuff, which is always whimsical and fun and and laugh inducing. And after all of that, I can murder a lot of people.
1: Ah. (laughs) Now, Regine brings up a a point here about (laughs) translating poetry is, is a challenge and you're writing these poems in in English or in Spanish, depending on what you intended them for initially. Yeah. Is the, is the reverse? It's,
0: no, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Um, and uh, (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat it. translating uh, poetry brings other challenges from translating essays and short stories. Each one does have its own set of challenges, but for poetry, first off, the rhyme uh, odds are it's gonna go out the window. So Mm -hmm. what I've done is that I did a translation of the story, then I edited that translation, then I read the original piece, then I'm looking at, at the English piece and saying, where do I have to adjust it to make sure that I maintain um Uh, so i can maintain the the message because it's good to have like a proper translation but i've always been more of a fan of transcreating and and making the most out of each language and colloquialisms from puerto rico are obviously more powerful in in puerto rico so the challenges of of when i write anything in spanish is going to be to make it as universal or as blatantly Puerto Rican as possible. So, yep. so that one or the other. Go, <laughs> it's like, I, I have to go like, you know, full one or full the other, uh, a midpoint I think would be, um, would put me in a position where people go like, ah, he's not sure what he wants to do. It's like, no, no, I know what I want to do. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: again, <clears throat> lots of challenges, uh, but it is fun. And so, so that is the process that I'm doing. Eventually, I'm going to write a collection where I do that with each poem, and then what I want to do is gather different topics and do a poem in English and one in Spanish of the same topic and see what comes out, Uh, see how it varies in terms of form, in terms of rhyme, in terms of length, and different things, and just invite people to truly embrace language for what it is, which is just another way of getting stuff out of it.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been eons since I wrote poetry. I used to write it in high school and college. So. Well, it, it helped
0: me yeah. in high school endlessly. Yeah. I was, I, I, you know, if I, it's a pity, I I have longer hair now, but I don't have that that gothic that gothic yeah when I cover. Like, oh, my <laughs> yeah, oh
2: my god, I'm so
0: broody. I'm so you. broody.
2: Yeah.
0: That yeah. I, I could I couldn't pull that off, <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna release this because this is this is the kraken.
1: Oh, but it's so awesome when you do. <laughs> I
2: can I,
0: I can do it for a moment. <laughs> but uh, poetry helped me a lot in 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 high school and in college and as an adult in different times of my life. And I always invite people to to write poetry, and they go like, "But I don't know how to make it rhyme." And I'm like, it "Doesn't have to rhyme.
2: It doesn't have to. Yeah. Um. It doesn't have to. And,
0: <laughs> every single collection is also to to show you know." Poetry is not one thing, it can be anything. And Recollection really shows like the gamut. Uh one is there's a dark one but it's more refined like Edgar Allan Poe and there's another one that's more like Bukowski and there's one that's very random and all over the place and there's one that's more social commentary. It's like you can do whatever you want, just mm-hmm. go for it and <clears throat> You know, we have so many things that we can tap into that limiting ourselves. That's what I am. I'm not a fan of anyone limiting themselves in any way. I
2: like that um,
0: <clears throat> And I don't like poetry. What have you read? Emily Dickinson. And I'm like, okay, so you don't like poetry by Emily Dickinson. That is completely fair. Have you read, and then you say, Lukowski. Then you say, if you if it's someone that's very classy, you go like, maybe Keats. And Keats is a hard sell because it's very heavy. Yeah. um lord byron is very fun edgar Allan poe every everyone I has love
2: edgar Allan poe.
0: everyone loves the raven you know the thing is that you know you know what type of you know if it's a, someone who loves literature or if it's a hipster because if they say oh man the best version is by christopher walking they're not r- wrong in it <laughs> being a good version But they Mm -hmm. like it because it's Christopher walking doing anything. He could sing, he could sing like, you know, a Barney song and people would, you know, eat it up. His
1: cadence is so unique, though. That's what makes it. Mm -hmm.
0: And in terms of Spanglish poetry, um, I did uh, Spanglish for uh, 2020. I did one which is half Spanish, uh, half English. And it's a transition from one language to another. And I actually do have a collection that I'm working on, but. I've dumped everything and I don't know how far along I am in it (laughs) and I have to start finishing projects, uh, versus trying to do everything at once.
2: So me, me,
0: me concentrated means working on four projects, which is, which are the two translations and the two non non fictions. In the meantime, I'm also working on book three of, of the human cycle. In the meantime, if I get an idea for the short story collections that I'm working on, which are four, I I just run with it (laughs) but I'm trying to have a bit more discipline and and say, okay, I'm going to work on this project today. And the shiny thing is screaming at me and I'm like, shut up. We'll talk tomorrow
1: yep oh, the shiny because, thing that's the the shiny thing. Of my existence i'm like oh shiny oh sh-. but no i gotta work but shiny but i gotta work but shiny
2: yes <laughs> i have lots of shinies <laughs> well okay so I'm how like, many- okay i'm gonna finish this and then work on that you know we talked about this how many projects do you have open me yeah i have I, i'm actually working on two one okay. made you know one major series that i want to finish and then a. One that's sort of on the side when I'm stuck with the other one. So um, I I'm a linear person. So me too. I can't doing the multiple ones. Oh, mm-hmm. tends tend to tends to screw with my brain. <laughs> no,
0: I, I can I can do the multiple ones, but it last year since it was so wonky, I started one project and just kept starting different things just to stay writing and motivated and active in some way. Um, I'm gonna tell you the number soon, but beyond those numbers, I also got invited to write in three short story collections, which I contributed wow. and two are already out and one is kind of in limbo. I hope that one gets published because I'm really happy with the, the story that came out there. Um, two were in Spanish, one was in English. <clears throat> so again, it's not like I get bored. I, I have lack of time. I may have lack of energy, but I never get bored that means that I have 25 projects open and I have the document that's staring at me and I know where I could double down and get one project out. But basically I'm also seeing where I'm at, seeing what I need to do and seeing what I think feels right to publish. Um, Mm -hmm. I said that this year, I'm not planning my rollouts or anything. And this one I gave basically, what, three days? It's like, yay, a new book is coming out. When? (laughs) This weekend. This weekend. (laughs) And everyone's like, is that the best marketing uh, ploy you could have done? And I'm like, what do sorry. you
1: think? Sorry, <laughs> that's my husband. <laughs>
0: hey.
1: Speaking of distractions, yeah, I've been like watching <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, just, I'm sorry about that.
0: <laughs> that was awesome
1: though. Yes, I don't know what he's, he's doing out there. He's supposed to be by the fire.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, I was doing,
1: like a little strip show it looked like for a second there.
2: <laughs> but, with the that's lighting in the blinds, under control. Uh, that's <laughs> sorry. Uh, but yes, we that totally took away from you. Sorry.
1: <laughs> but I do like the, uh, I'm going to release something. When? Tomorrow? <laughs> yeah
0: (laughs) and and I said I'm gonna allow myself 2021 to to be that way um Mm -hmm. some other projects I when I when I have them more complete I will announce with more time obviously Mm -hmm. um but others like the nonfiction ones I'm just um, it's like bam it's like what you published another book and I'm like yeah don't blink Mm -hmm. um and that that is the purpose and that is the focus this year next year I'm gonna be the idea is to 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 see that it could have been way more effective. If if it's effective, then I'm screwed because I'm always going to have to keep up that clip. If it's not effective, then I can go and be more focused and be more
2: mm-hmm. organized. Well, I mean, I do a release every three months, basically. Because Four months, three months, quarterly, uh, whatever. Yeah, you're,
1: <laughs> but you're a unique kind of, of artist in the spectrum. And I work a day job. <laughs> So it's not like writing is my full-time job. And what's the
0: work, what's the, the average word count?
2: Um right around 60. Yeah. 50 to 60.
0: So, thousand words, yeah. So basically nano and change well yeah. done. <laughs> because
1: but let's put this out there though for all of the the younger authors, yeah. newer authors this is not what you have to strive for. Right. That can burn you out if you don't mesh with that style. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I am an anomaly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was averaging before, before the shit show of 2019 into 2020, I was averaging mm-hmm. three, roughly 70,000 books a year. Yeah. 70,000 books. Able to
0: or words. 70,000
1: words. words. Sorry. That was was my comfortable average.
0: So my name is Katie Katie Amazon. Yeah,
1: That is not a norm for all authors because I I know a lot of the people who follow like the right to market um, Mm -hmm. guidelines, they tend to fall into this trap of I have to do this or I can't be a real author and that's not the way you have to do it. You have to figure out what works for you and what's not going to burn you out and then... Account for life because twenty nineteen yeah. into twenty twenty was a shit show for me, and it yeah. shows in my publishing record for those years. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> and and also don't don't follow many of the experts and and the guy who harasses me uh, on my timeline with his ads, like the so self publishing hero,
2: who oh I who I, yes. I hate. Yes. I,
0: I hate that guy. I I, I I I can't stand it because I was like, okay. Let's check your link. And I click the link and because guaranteed you're going to get 100 to 200 new readers a day. Look at me. Look at me. I look like I drink Budweiser and like it.
2: Who are <laughs> you?
0: <laughs> like, it's like, yes. okay, I go to the link and at no place can I find the guy's name. So yeah. there's two options. Either the guy doesn't want to show you his name or the pictures that we're seeing are stock, uh, are stock pictures, which would be bizarre.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's not like they're great pictures and it looks like a guy, you know what, this guy knows what he's talking about. He, he looks like a guy that wants to hit on a on, on a friend of yours and and you're like waving no. all the red flags.
2: No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> can, we, can we agree on something here? And maybe I'm just being negative. But it seems like in the last year, the focus has has shifted from publishing books to, let me tell you how to make money from your books in every sleazy way possible. I have seen so many ads for uh, systems of marketing. I've seen so many ads for creating your own coloring books in order to make money. Yeah, by doing no, no, I, yourself. I, I've I I I seen all that. kinds of like game the system ways of making money. Kind of proliferating in in all of the ads that I see across all channels. It's not just Facebook. I'm seeing them on all the social it's like media channels. Like well, yeah. There's nothing <laughs> about writing anymore. It's all about here's how you can make money. Right. No, but but here's how you can deliver a good book. Yeah,
0: but it's it's just a sign of the times. Um, it's it's the fad of the moment. It is the the the, the quick book of the moment, and some yeah. people might actually strike gold. Power to them. Um, I I don't think it's the way to go. Um, I, I, a, co- I, I, a couple of years back, and and you see it in different social media platforms, the the different things that people do, and and some things people still do. It's like, hi, can I send you a book so that. We can exchange five star reviews, and I'm like,
1: oh, I hate no. that. Chill reviews, no, no. <laughs>
2: no,
0: no. I'm like, no, I know, I, I trust me. If anyone knows uh, about struggling for reviews, it's these three people. We know, yeah. we know, we know how much of a pain in the ass it is to get reviews. But yep. um, I, I remember on one occasion, a guy, well-meaning, he sent me his book, and he was like, "Be kind with the review," and I'm like, "Okay, but I'm gonna be honest. So yeah. are are you ready for that?" Um, anyone whose book I read, it's like, are you ready for me to be honest if I don't like it? Um, because it, the it's it's always a very very tricky uh, area to to handle. Because what if someone reads your book and they gave you a good review? Part of you feels that obligation to give a good review back, but you have to bat down that that.
2: You have to um, be honest. I mean, yeah, you have you to know. be
0: constructive, and you don't have to be an asshole. Um, right. Some people. Right. Love to some write,
2: people uh, <laughs> some people yeah.
0: like to write reviews to rip, you know, uh, yeah. a book to pieces. Um, right. This, this particular guy, I gave him a one-star review because the, the book has several massive issues and I've talked about it before. Um, yeah. But even the dedication, he, he, he did a typo in my name and I'm like, that's the, ki- the type of attention that you're putting to detail, which means non-existent. hmm and this is something that honestly you should pull off the market, work on it, redo it, right, and then put it again. Because, and then I I went point by point. I have issues with this. I have issues with that. And then the guy wrote me, and he was he wasn't too happy. And I was like, ask me anything that you want about anything that I said. Oh, you didn't understand that? What was in it, uh, italics was the person's thought and I'm like I do understand and I have seen that uh that tactic and that that approach in in terms of literature but in terms of your book I didn't know who was writing one second off the dialogue and the internal monologue were similar to the point that if you took the italic off it it didn't make a difference what they were talking about so it was murky at best and third I didn't know who was talking sometimes
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't know the voice. You didn't get the voice in it.
0: If you have five characters and you have internal monologue and you don't know who is talking, that's, yeah. that's pretty
2: bad. That's a problem.
0: <laughs> and, and, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and he was hey, power to him for being upset. And he has every right to be upset because he sent me a free book. Doesn't mean I'm going to give you a five star review.
1: And Michael's uh, question or point here on the one star view dropped him down to a 4.9 or from 4.9 to 4.6. Oh. Uh, I would never worry about those. Yeah. Um, it, in, in, it, my it book, in my book, when I look <laughs> at reviews, and I'm a consumer just as much as I am an author, when I'm looking at reviews, I tend to ignore one and five star views. I focus in on the four, three, and two. Because I tend to find that those are the most honest reviews. Ones tend to be haters or they just put the five or one star and leave no review. Fives tend to be super fans, family, sometimes shill reviews. Yes, there can be genuines in there too. Mm -hmm. But it's those two, three, and four that usually call out specific points that, that might be of interest to me as a reader for what I can expect in the book. So right. I wouldn't look at a one star with no, um, with yeah, no words just, as, yeah. a, as a negative. And dropping your book from 4.9 to 4.6 actually makes it look more legitimate.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and in in terms of ra- uh, rating, uh, was it last year? Uh, yeah, uh, I had never put my books for free on, um, on Amazon because I was like, man, even 99 cents or whatnot. Um, I'm a big fan of Neil Gaiman. I've, I like him beyond his his dramas with his with his wife, which is just a novel in and of itself. <laughs> uh, and I always wish them well, and I wish them well for for Amanda, for Neil, and obviously for Ash, because mm. it's a family, and you want families yeah. to be to these do are well. Real people,
1: yeah, these yeah, like, real people at the end of the day.
0: And beyond his ridiculous success. Um, I am a big fan of Neil and and the stuff that he pushes forth and the way that he he goes about a lot of things. I know he has haters. Everyone who gets to a certain level of success, you're going to get haters, period. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he was going to publish American Gods uh, for free on NetGalley. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: it crashed, like, horrendously. And he was, like, super bummed out and whatnot. And I saw that he was doing it because he was like, I want to do this because people, you know, in lockdown want to read or something. It it went to crap, and he's like, uh, I don't know, and, and so I was like, I saw this. I'm a big fan of Neil. Uh, I've never done this before. I don't know if anyone's interested, um, but it's it's a good time to to do uh, people solid and and just do something nice. So I put my uh, the the I think the first two uh, Human Cycle books, um, I put them for free, and I got like it, Neil retweeted. And for me, something ridiculous was getting eight hundred or nine hundred downloads. I'm not used to those numbers. My numbers are are normally pretty, pretty tame. Mm-hmm. So I got that, and then I got two star reviews and one star reviews and stuff like that. Uh, people might perceive different things, and and they might have thing. They might have thought that I was doing it to try to make the most out of the situation and get the traction of Neil and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Again. I'm a big fan of Neil. I wanted to do something as, as, as an author who had something to offer. Uh, some people have compared my work to Neil. I always gush and blush and go like, oh,
2: my God. that's so Right. That I makes mean, you feel so good inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, was, well,
0: one, one of the best compliments I've ever, oh, he's like the Puerto Rican gay man. And I'm like, dude, that's too much, but I'll take it. And oh, I'll, yeah.
1: I'll,
2: yep.
0: I'll take it. I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in my tea and I'll sit that slowly yeah <laughs> um, so and, and but did it take my my rating down sure who cares um yeah. again i i've gotten four star reviews that bash me that i go like why did you give me four stars you, you should have given me two because you you really didn't enjoy my book so i'm not sure of your criteria and then i've had people who given who have given me a two star review and then it's a positive review and i'm like if you enjoyed so much how can i cuz if you like more than half of what's in a book how can you land on 2 right and if you like anything of my book how can you give it a 1 you know my issue is not the one star my issue is what you say combined with the rating i go like okay this person that gave me a good rating you should have lowered this this person that that that's had good things to say you you should have gotten at least one more star
2: well, and another it, person you know, i don't know what you were thinking are, people sometimes get confused by the star ratings too it depends no.
0: The yeah. one star is because they didn't like it. And I understand oh. people not liking it. But yeah. if you find any redeeming quality in a book and yeah. you can actually say complimentary things, it's like, I didn't like the stories, but I really, really enjoyed the the world building. And I th- I'm i actually pretty sure that they said really, really. And I'm like, yeah. you really, really enjoy something.
2: Why do a one star, right? Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: it, and again, you know, someone DNF'd me at 6%. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: I am not everyone's cup of tea.
1: Nope, and yeah, you're not going to no. be. And that, that's usually the advice that I'll give to like clients of mine when they're worried about the one-stars. I'll say, go find your favorite book, look it up on Amazon, and find that it also will have one-star reviews. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not everybody's going to like everything, so like, try not no. to focus on that. Just focus on making your story the best mm-hmm. it can possibly be.
0: And some yep. people might want to troll you with a one-star review just, mm-hmm. just out of spite. That can happen. Fortunately, yeah, I... it hasn't happened to me. But maybe one of some of the one-star ratings where people they're they're like, you know what, he's an asshole. One star. <laughs> okay, next time write a review. <laughs> you know, because the the ratings don't. Aw, <laughs> it's like the ratings don't do much in terms of traction. Reviews do. So I welcome one-star reviews, and it's like if you hate me, man, give it to me. But give me the review.
1: <laughs> right. Yes, put it on paper in words, lots yep. of them.
0: Right. <laughs> so we 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 strayed again
1: a little bit. Well, you no, know, that's, that's a relatable topic. It is. It is. it is. it is because we were talking about the the overwhelming negativity and heaviness. Yeah, so we need to yeah. we need to contrast that. We need yeah. some some happy and some lighthearted to, yeah. to balance that out. So if if you're willing to, would you read us from your new book?
0: Yeah, uh, sure. Um, this one's, although it has a sequence, it's not, it's not mandatory to read it in a sequence. It's more like Roulet of Rhymes, uh, which was my my fourth release. Roulet of Rhymes is meant for you, unless you want to read the, the last poem, which is called The Madness of Jonathan J. George. It's an eight part uh, epic poem with 800 lines. That one you should read the eight parts, because if you read one and then read another poem, what, what the hell are you doing? It's, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I'm just confused. Okay. Uh, but okay. this one is
0: is more like, and see where it lands. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna read both, screw it. Yeah. Uh, this is page 28 and 29. And, and I've actually read a couple of these poems. So eventually I'm gonna read all the poems in different live shows, cool. This one's called Positive Palette. The sky contains uh, all colors and blends them perfectly, never the same way twice. Sometimes with subtle differences and other times drastically different. Every day is beautifully new, delightfully varying, diverse in color, flavors, temperatures and light. You can live 30,000 days and find new beauty on the 30,000 and first because all colors are welcome and all shades are beautiful which is really good for the month that that we're living now. Um, I'm a big fan of all colors. And if you're a nice person, I don't care about anything else and all the other labels. I just care that you're a good person. Um, The other one is, it all ends in the home. Even the longest roads have a destination. Even the most winding path has an end. Even the bumpiest trails can lead to smoother tracks and the steepest hill given an unexpected respite to take in the view, whether it's whether you're coming from or where you're going to. There's much to live and love of all the places we pass through, but nothing compares to getting to where you're meant to. Home is arrived to within, and no matter the mileage, only one place is home. It can have one name or many, but often results in your truest smile. May your inner light always lead you home, and may the path yield stories to share with those who know that smile. Aww. So th- that's <laughs> what this book is about.
1: I uh, like that. I like that. Those were very inspirational. made <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, y'all
2: But
0: again, it's meant to be like a like a hug in a book. Um, yeah, the the it's first one
2: delivered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the first one uh, again um there's there's a lot of strife and a lot of conflict and um when I find a good person and in in pre-pandemic times and they needed a hug I would happily give them a hug I do not care. I hope we get to a point where we can we can freely give hugs without thinking that we're going to die.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. <clears throat> We'll get there eventually. Things are looking a lot more positive than they yeah. have been. There, yeah. There's been a lot of positive change. Um, things That's are right. opening up, and and even though a lot of us are very hesitant before stepping out that door <laughs> to enjoy the new openings, it is happening.
2: Is yeah, nice. I went to the I went to the grocery store last weekend for the first time, and half of the people didn't have their masks on because the mask mandate was lifted, and I took mine off. I, I'm I'm vaccinated, so I took, and it was odd, but it was wonderful seeing everybody what? smiles. You know, you know, people, you know, somebody came up to me and asked me where something was in the store. I said, it's a good thing because I'm looking for that too. <laughs> <laughs> so he we went looking for it, but it was very nice to see people's faces and their smiles. And when you met, made eye contact, everybody was smiling. That was I think a unique situation. Usually, you make eye, make eye contact and just move on, but people are making the effort to connect. I think.
0: Well, well, d- depends on where you're at, and in Maine, right. perhaps, but in other yeah. places, not necessarily. And it's awesome that that people were smiling. Mm-hmm. That's not always going to be the case, and in those moments, you go elsewhere.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Or you smile anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, what I, what I've learned <laughs> is that I, I think that the pandemic has has taught people to smile with their eyes because yeah. there's there's a lot of people that do this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like you look like a psycho, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. you know you truly smile even if it if it makes you squinch even if it gives you wrinkles or stuff like that. Truly smile, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and to be able to project beyond the face mask that's been my my lesson and mm-hmm. for people to still be friendly even at a distance or saying hi neighbor or giving yourself a nod that's been nice um, yeah. when we got when we got vaccinated you know we we kept our distance from people but we were chatting it up which was was weird we were keeping like a distance and talking at an angle we we're taking all the precautions but still we we were able to connect so basically instead of a straight line in our connection it was kind of like a curve mhm
2: yeah, well, at the campground, it's, it was even different last summer. Um, we were sitting together, but it was a little farther apart, but in sort of like a horseshoe and, and talking. So, so here, you know, where we are in Maine, it was much, much less limiting. Um, so there was, it, it was much more normal, you know, when we were in the campground. When we went out on the street. It was very much, diff- you know, very different last year. But you know, and this year we're back at it again. <laughs> but this Anita- year we're hugging. We're, okay. we're hugging. Hello, so that was good.
0: <laughs> Anita, we need to see the design with the with a with a vampire smile. Yes. You have to share that. Um yes. Send it to me because again, the notification for this show. I didn't see the <gasps> notification for Anita's show. I didn't see. And I was like, I think I have a show. And it, I had to dig. I get the the self-published asshole n- you know, ad nauseum, but the people that I want to see, the algorithm is like, no. And the shows <laughs> that I'm going to be on, it's like, no. Right. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, Jay, much love. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been there've been moments where I've been out in public and I got my vaccinations, my oldest daughter has her vaccinations, but my little's don't. So I still kind of yeah. take the the precautions. Yeah. And uh I remember going in and I was feeling weird cuz I was the one wearing a mask, but I also was like it's so weird to see people's faces. Yes. To see their smiles. It was yes. it was nice, but it was it was so just weird. Different. It it really like <laughs> kind of like flipped a switch on how things are really changing because I'm seeing this more often now. And I would walk into a store that, you know, I go into all the time and it's now become mask optional. And I could actually see the person behind the counter. And I was like, Oh, I've been interacting with you for like a year now, you know, it's so nice to see. And they they had the brightest smile and they were very happy. And it's like, things are looking a little better.
0: OK, yeah. let's yep. hope it but keeps-
1: it's, it's baby steps, because like I said, I'm still p- putting my mask on when I go out. I'm still not 100 percent ready to to give that up. Um, the kids, the little ones still mm. can't get their vaccines because it's not approved for them yet. So we, we still take some precautions. Well, and
0: there's advantages to having a, a face mask. You know, if, if you want to you know, talk out ideas to yourself and not look like a crazy person, <laughs> yeah. this mask was going to help you. Yep. <laughs> and, and beyond that and I've said it before all my youth I wanted to be a ninja so bad and you think I'm going to squander it
2: yes <laughs> yes yeah I'm a little less less paranoid because I've had COVID so, so it's like okay I, I've had it and I'm vaccinated I'm like eh. <laughs> so I'm like much less cautious I should say mm-hmm. Because apparently you know according to the bone marrow study i i am probably lifetime <laughs> immunity for it now so
1: <laughs> yeah the yeah. pollen's been ridiculous this year i don't know yeah. I don't care where you live allergy season this year has been a disaster what yeah. what i
0: haven't seen i i i got promised biblical proportions of cicadas and i've i've seen a couple and it's it hasn't gotten crazy here <laughs> or maybe i just haven't i haven't seen it um but but i was expecting like oh man it's gonna be bad and i don't know if it's like hurricane season in puerto rico that's like oh it's gonna be a bad bad season suddenly it's you know it's it's a season but it's not yeah. horrendous uh i'm hoping and then and and suddenly july is gonna come around it's gonna say like cicada.
1: Oh
0: no! <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it. Um, did you ever see, was it, it's, I think it's called The Puppet Masters. Uh, there's a movie where there were aliens that looked like mana rays that had like a spear that they would, you know, hit you here. And Ooh. they would, they would, it, it was part of a hive mind. The sound, okay. those things made, that's what a cicada sounds like. And the first time I heard it, I was like, what the hell
2: they is live? this? <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember that movie. Like I don't remember seeing the whole movie, but I do remember that kind of a scene that you're talking about in the back of the neck. And the, oh, oh, I, find, I know yeah. I've seen it at some point. But yeah. Great. Now have nightmares. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving.
0: <laughs> Jane, he's got a dance for us.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. you have you have to dance for us. <laughs> no, oh, nope. no. that was a very serious no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, he asked about something
2: in the bug zapper. There, there's a charger in the bug zapper, and it was not in the box.
1: Mm. <laughs> See, someone else TV. remembers the sound effect too.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Puppet Masters but I'm not going to look for it now because it's rude to have a conversation and go like yeah. bling, bling, bling. Which, which I still do and I hate when I do it and I go like ah stop it
1: go. hey, you Well, know, I'm an information junkie myself so I'm like hold on I'm going to look this up real quick because I want to be able to give the right answer. Yes,
0: but I want to be able to know the right answer. I, I, right. I, I enjoy people saying you're like one of the biggest piles of useless trivia I know. I take that as you know like it on my arm. I have a medal that says useless bullshit that people <laughs> that is going to make conversation interesting.
1: <laughs> there needs to be a club for those of us who are like that.
0: <laughs> uh, it's it, it, yeah. true. And, and when you when you find someone that has seen that obscure cartoon from the 80s or heard that album that only people who watched bodyboarding videos know the music too. Um when you have those connections it's like ah oh, yes brother um <laughs> if you see a big trouble in little china fan you go like oh yeah
2: dude
1: <clears throat> that's my people <laughs> that's my people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah.
0: There's so many ways to be a geek that people limit themselves. Oh, I'm a trekking. I'm like, don't you like anything else? It's good that you're trekking. That's your favorite, but don't you like anything else? Do you have to always hate Star Wars? And to the Star Wars fans, the same thing. And by <laughs> the way, don't try to defend the new movies because I'm a fan and I didn't watch them and I don't feel like I, I, I I'm <laughs> gonna watch them eventually because I have to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's not like, oh my God, I'm gonna go right now to the movies. It's like, Mm -hmm. it came and went, last Avengers movie, I was like, you know what, it's too much hype. I'll watch it when people go like, you're watching it now? Yeah, now. I I watched When Harry Met Sally for the first time uh, last weekend.
2: Oh my goodness. Oh my God.
0: I had had never seen that movie, it was super enjoyable. The thing is that uh, we've been exchanging movies, my wife and I, in terms of, oh, you haven't seen this, you have to see this. The thing yeah. is that I, I've I've watched some real train wrecks that I really enjoy, like really bad movies that that are like, Really you like that? And I'm like, Yeah, that's, in that's...
2: my first, in my first job out of college, I edited movies for the local television station. So, oh, wow. so you know, for timing, you know, for weekends and stuff. And I saw for for the longest time I didn't go to the movies afterwards because I was seeing six or seven movies in an eight hour period. Wow. And of course, they were fast, talking fast, because I couldn't watch them on normal time to edit them and, you know, edit them for language, because we had the, the after eight language list that we could say and the before eight language list, because it was, you know, an, an independent channel, not not network. <laughs> so, yeah, I got rid of them because I, the, I left an F-bomb in The Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Well, nice
0: <laughs> if you leave an f bomb but you cut out all the nudity scenes, first off, the movie's gonna last like 35 minutes, right? Um, <laughs> and second <sick laughs> off, it's not the worst thing that you could have left in that movie,
2: yeah. I, I missed. Did you ever watch Airplane?
0: Yeah, you know, the
2: chess scene, you know, <laughs> the planes bumping and the ah, chess, yeah.
0: Ah, oh, you left that.
2: I, I missed it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you missed it, but every, every... I
2: missed it, but everybody want, Because if you're watching it at 10% faster, 20% faster, it kind of it's quick.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's
2: it's two
0: seconds it? or something like. That. You you missed it, but every 12-year-old saw it, I can guarantee it.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was recording. And uh. I I left I left the skinny dipping scene in um Friday the 13th, because it didn't really show anything. It was just, it didn't show
0: anything. It's like the first scene from Jaws where you have have to make an effort.
2: Right, and and then the ax in the face was left in too. And I had a mother, I I had somebody call me who was screaming because I left the skinny dipping scene. Not the ax. Not the axe. And I'm yeah. like, and you had no problem with the axe in the face? No, <laughs> I, I,
0: I always... It's very, always very ast-
2: weird what people are offended yeah. by. <laughs>
0: no, I'm always astonished what we have to protect our children from. Breast, right. bad. Bush, bad. um, any, any sex, bad. Axe to the face.
1: Uh, it's okay. It He's like- 11. He can
2: handle It was very, very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. rebecca no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, okay. and
0: and i remember my 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 par- i was able mm-hmm. to watch basic instinct no yeah. problem and yeah. it's you know and yeah. when, when basic instinct came out i was like what 15 something like that yeah. up about 15 16 in my teens when like, sliver I, came, when sliver yeah. came out oh you can't watch that and i and eventually i saw the movie and i was like why, Why could I watch Basic Instinct, which has like a graphic stabbing scene? It has, you know, the beaver yeah. shot. Yeah, but, but I couldn't watch Sliver, and it, it all has to do with the media at the time because the media were like, "Oh, people can't see this. This is gonna, this is gonna ruin
2: children." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, my and, my dad took me to Animal House. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, <laughs> but but he took me to that, and, and then he proceeded to embarrass the shit out of me in the parking lot by acting like James Belushi. We're <laughs> sort of going through the oh, Lord. so yes, yes, <laughs> I get some of that uh, American fear boobies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, no, I. They was... have
1: issues with boobies. I don't think they fear them. They have severe issues with them.
2: I don't understand why. I don't know. Anyway, I, I would have had more 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 issues with the axe on the face.
1: And I you know, I was I was like 21, 21 at the time, and I was like <laughs> I, I nursed all three of my kids. Yeah. And every time that I had no issue with it, but every time I was out in public, other people seemed to have an issue with it. And it's like, why stop. Right. What what is your obsession? It's, I'm feeding my goddamn child here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's issues with boobies in America.
0: True. Yeah. Um, I I read, I read uh, Wuxia Kung Fu comics when I I was growing up and the the, the violence was extremely graphic, but I was, I was... It was, yeah. I was 11, from 11 to 14, I read nonstop of them and Mm -hmm. Still released this when I was forty. <laughs> um, I've played Grand Theft Auto, and yes, I've seen the the lights of of police uh, police squads, and I've gone like, ah, can I get a one star? And obviously, I have that part of my brain that says that was a video game. This is real
2: life. Don't do that.
0: Um, <laughs> I played Mortal Kombat when I was a teen, and yes, sometimes you have that feeling that you wanna rip someone's spinal cord out, but you don't act on it because yeah. right. you're an adult. I don't know. There's stuff that people find offensive that I go like, really, that's offensive, but other stuff, no, okay.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Takes all <laughs> kinds though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right. Well, since we veered right back into the negative <laughs> character- <laughs> Violet. my new book is out next week. I'm sorry. Oh, I like that segue. That was good. All right, one more time for us.
2: <laughs> oh, no, but seriously, Dragon Tempest is out next week on the fifteenth. Um, if you have a Nook, I made a mistake, and it's out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for everything else, it'll come out on, on Tuesday, the 15th. So, okay.
1: All right. Something to look forward to. That's yes. good. Yeah. And <laughs> then what kind of violence are we in for? <laughs> um,
2: apocalyptic violence. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yep. that's
0: not a sprinkling.
2: No, no, we're going <laughs> It's not. Dragonfire.
0: <laughs> You're gonna have a human gumbo. <laughs> it's like mm.
1: pretty much. <laughs> there is okay. Not not to go off topic too far, but I don't know who posted it today, but I had seen a meme that was absolutely hilarious. And they were talking about how it was uh it was it the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings trilogy? is really just like one of those um, extended recipe books written by Hobbits, because (laughs) it's written by the the Hobbits perspective of their whole entire journey with a lot of recipes thrown in. I was like, you know what? He's not wrong. (laughs) It's no. like the modern-day recipe set websites that just drive me up a wall. Just tell me 350 degrees for how long. Yeah, tell exactly. me your life story.
2: Yeah.
0: no, I, I love it when they say, oh, you can do this meal in three easy steps. And when you're at step seven, you go like, wait, how many
2: steps? Where is it supposed yeah. to be?
1: <laughs> three, exactly.
2: Three easy
0: steps.
1: Three easy steps. The hobbit thing. they the human gumbo got me onto that topic there. Mm. Yeah, I thought just went completely <laughs> off the rails. Well, I, I,
0: something yeah. that I love of Lord of the Rings. There are many things that I love of mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, um, and in how it's invaded popular culture. But when I saw someone that doesn't read much say that they wanted to have second breakfast, I I I, I just felt like you know so warm and fuzzy, and I was like, <laughs> it has begun. The <laughs> jocks and the the cool people.
2: Mm-hmm. Are being
0: infiltrated. Yes. I and mean, yeah, the movies are popular and whatnot, but this is someone that used it in their everyday vernacular. That was so cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yep. And we are at time.
1: We are at time. So, so before we go, hold on. We got to pay homage to our second sponsor who is always lovingly in the comments section here. She's always uh, following along, showing us a little bit of love. She does her own live readings. I believe it's Wednesdays now on her Facebook page. I keep missing them because Facebook doesn't notify me. So I'm getting annoyed with that. But if you can make her live sessions, a lot of times we're just hanging out, chatting, having a great time. But when she reads, she is fabulous. So Mistress Rebecca, Dirty Jonesy, you will be entertained. And thank you for being our sponsor. Thank
0: you. She's doing actually live chats and just hang doing uh hump day hangouts as well. Hump day yeah,
1: hangouts now. Yeah. Okay, hump day uh, hangouts. And, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I was on Facebook and I didn't get the notification, didn't get the notification. It was like probably eight o'clock at night. Ping, Rebecca Jones is going live. I'm like, oh, great, I go over there. And it was like an hour earlier that it had ended. I'm like, what the hell, Facebook? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
0: Stop sniffing gloop, Facebook. Bad, (laughs)
1: bad. All right. Well, and JD, it is always a pleasure having you on. Love having conversations with you. Love what you bring to the table. So, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank Thank you you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely, you are welcome back anytime, and you know it. We love you here. Yes. And for all of our listeners out there, for all of our watchers, we will be back next week. I promise. So definitely put that on your calendar. We'll be back as usual. Saturday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. (laughs) Yes. And and you've got to pick up the beautiful... Absolutely wonderful. Brand new book. God, that is gorgeous. I guess it is. Sorry, I, I, every time I saw it pop up on my feed, whether it was Twitter or Facebook, I'm like, God, that's so pretty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can make something
1: pretty. I can make
0: something
2: pretty. It's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to head out <laughs> because I got to go out to the fire before he comes to the window and dances
1: again. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to leave that live. Hold on a second. <laughs> all right.
2: All right. We'll say goodbye then. <laughs>